0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast, or the audio version of the sports page. It's Friday, October 30th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today we focus on Kansas State and Kansas. The Wildcats are an underdog at West Virginia on Saturday. Should they be? K State's won four in a row and ranked number 16 in the polls. Beat writer Kellis Robinette breaks down the game and chats about Chris Kleiman's evolution in thinking when it comes to special teams. After a break, beat writer Gary Bedore shares his thoughts on KU Athletic Director Jeff Long's comments on the Les Miles show earlier this week when Long preached patience with the football program. So let's get started talking college sports. Kellis Robinette joins us. Kellis covers the K-State Wildcats for the Star and Wichita Eagle. How are you doing, Kellis?
1: I'm doing great, Blair. It's another day of uh, paradise here in the Little Apple.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Kansas State, what are they up to now? Is it Did I read this right? 16 in the polls?
1: They are number 16. They are the number 16 ranked team in the country. Won four straight games undefeated in the Big 12 Conference. And you know what? If they beat West Virginia on Saturday, they'll be sitting pretty good for a possible spot in the Big 12 Championship game. Uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma State come after that and if they could split those two games and you're a Wildcats fan you got to be feeling really good about their chances but that all hinges on them beating West Virginia this weekend which uh, they are underdogs gonna be a tough game so if there's a swing game on the schedule I'd say this is it
0: yeah West Virginia um, uh, beat the Wildcats last year in Manhattan in a in a surprise I, I was a little bit uh, I was a little bit surprised that the Mountaineers were favored in this game. Last I saw was three and a half. I don't know if the line has moved at all, but um, w- how do we explain that? Uh, the K-State has you know beaten Oklahoma. They have won four in a row, West Virginia coming off a loss to Texas Tech. What? How do we explain the Mountaineers being favored here?
1: It is a little puzzling. I noticed some Kansas State fans were um, a little perplexed by it, and it is understanding one team's coming off a win, one team's coming off a loss. Um, one team has a better record; the other doesn't. Uh, on paper, it would certainly seem that Kansas State would be the favorite here, but the game is in West Virginia, and that is typically a difficult road trip for uh, for every team, even without fans in the stands. And I think uh, the big thing, the two big things, I think the odd make oddsmakers are looking at here is that one K State will be starting a freshman quarterback on the road which um, is never an ideal thing, even though Will Howard has not lost a game yet as a starting quarterback. And two, West Virginia does have a very good defense. They rank, um, I believe, second against the run in the Big 12 and first against the pass, um, not even allowing 300 yards a game. And last year when they played Kansas State, they really did kind of overwhelm them with defense, confused them with a lot of different looks. And they're going to try to do the same thing, probably even more so against a freshman quarterback this year. Just try to confuse the heck out of them and see if they can win a low-scoring game. Um, I, I personally think it's a toss-up. Um, I don't really, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not offended or shocked that West Virginia is favored here, just because um, I do think a lot of the matchups favor them, but. Um, it, it's going to be uh, an interesting game and uh, it could come down to a chess match between Chris Klein and Neil Brown, the way they call things.
0: And those are two good coaches. I think when, when those, when those programs made those hires at the same, in the same year, I, I thought they both were terrific hires and, and it's absolutely being borne out in, in Manhattan, uh, maybe a little bit more wait and see in West Virginia. This could be a big game for, for, uh, for Brown at West Virginia. Hey, and so, the, the game in Manhattan last year, that was uh, sort of the coming out party for Seth Dagey, I believe, wasn't it? And yeah, right. uh, um, and played well and did a, a really nice job managing the game uh, for, for West Virginia.
1: Yeah, um, that was a move that not a whole lot of people saw coming. I know I didn't. Um, I, I was expecting – is it Austin Kendall, the Oklahoma transfer? Yeah, there? yeah right. I, I thought he was going to play in that game, but that, that was the – the time last season where I guess uh, Neil Brown and the West Virginia coaching staff decided, you know what, things aren't, aren't going as great as we want, so let's make a change. And not only did that surprise Kansas State and help them, um, you know, get an upset win on the road last year, it really uh, provided a spark for them to finish out the year strong. That wasn't the only game they won down the stretch. And I think uh, when you combine good defense like they have with a competent quarterback like Jared Deggie clearly is, I, uh, I believe I saw Pro Football Focus this week ranked him as the uh, number two graded quarterback in the Big 12, which tells you a little something about how good he's been playing this season. Um, but, yeah, he's he's uh, lit a fire under that team. And uh, even though they, uh, they do have two losses this season, I, I still think they're one of the, uh, you know, more uh, more dangerous teams in the Big 12 every week just because they do have that good defense and whenever they can get a few things clicking on offense – they're they're gonna be in the game with anybody.
0: Right, right. Okay. Hey, I thought I thought Chris Kleiman had a pretty interesting comment this week about special teams, which of course were terrific. They've been great all season, but they were you know astoundingly good against Kansas on on Saturday, especially Philip Brooks returning the the punts, two for a touchdown and more than 180 yards of punt return, uh yardage. So what tell us what he said, and uh, and it, it's uh, kind of telling that he was this open and honest about his feelings towards special teams, the evolution of that from North Dakota State to Kansas State.
1: Yeah, I, I loved his answer. It's what he said after the the Ku game last week when somebody I don't remember who just basically asked, um, you know what, coming to North Dakota State, you weren't really known for special teams at all, and now you come in here and and through. Uh, through five games, you got three blocked punts, a blocked field goal, two punt returns for a touchdown. Seems like every single game uh, they've won, you can point to a special teams play and say that was a huge factor. It's a reason they won. Um, if you took spe- if you took those plays away from this team, they certainly wouldn't be where they are right now. So, uh, you know, what is it about um, the last two years that have taught you to really embrace special teams and, and put a lot of effort into it? You know, I was kind of expecting him to say. Um, something along the lines of that, well, you know, that Kansas State's always been good at it. Bill Snyder was good at it. Sean Snyder was good at it. And, you know, th- their nickname has been Special Teams U forever. So we we just had this talent lying around. We might as well use it. But that's not really what he said. He I, he had a very enlightening answer, answer about how when he was at North Dakota State, basically his teams were so much better than FCS competition. His uh, thought on Special Teams was let's just not – let this get in the way of anything else. You know, we, as long as special teams is just out there kind of like an offensive lineman, you know, not, not doing anything great, not doing anything bad. They're not noticeable. They're not losing games. I'm fine with that. That's pretty much his approach. Let's not take any risks. Let's let the offense and defense win these games for us. Then he gets to Kansas state and he sees, well, you know, what? we're underdogs in these games. We don't have a big advantage on offense. We don't have a huge advantage on defense. So what else can we do to win the games Let's put a lot of effort into special teams, and um, you know credit uh, credit them for um, keeping Stanton Weber on um, as a, a former player and a former really good special teams player in his own right as a, a quality control coach of that unit. Um, combine him with everybody else, that they've, all the other work they've done on staff, they found a really good way to turn that into an edge. That's kind of an overlooked um, you know part of the game by some other coaching staffs and. You know, Bill Bill Snyder emphasized it. Chris Kleinman emphasized it. I guess that's just uh, if you want to win at Kansas State, that's something you got to do.
0: And you you made the point in your story that you know they they didn't keep Sean Snyder, right? Uh, the the um, special teams coach who, obviously, you know Bill's son, who had done a great job coordinating special teams, and he he went off. Uh, he wasn't retained by the staff. So, um, right?
1: It's I mean, um, and he he's the special teams coordinator at USC right now. So clearly once, uh, once he looked elsewhere, there were, there were suitors. Um, but it, it, it's, it is definitely surprising that they could, um, go from, you know, the old staff had, uh, one of the better special teams coordinator in the country looking over that unit every single minute of every single day, and they could mix things up and still produce these kind of results. It, it, I guess it just kind of, kind of goes to show that you, there's not just one way to do things. All right.
0: Hey, let me go back and clean up something. I said earlier that, um, uh, I, I, we were talking about Dagie the quarterback at West Virginia I called him Seth Seth is Jared's older brother um, and Jared Jared Jarrett Jarrett of course is the quarterback at West Virginia Seth is the older brother who was coached by Neil Brown uh, at Texas Tech back uh, almost a decade ago so um, the the, the Dagies have a certainly a, a strong connection with uh with Neil Brown so uh all right hey Kellis, let's uh before we before we finish let's Spend a moment, because that's probably all it deserves at this point. Talking uh, K State basketball, and the preseason poll came out this week. Big Twelve preseason poll, and you had to start at the bottom to, and you didn't have to look up far to find Kansas State. Uh, so, from a from a program that won the conference championship two years ago to being picked tenth uh, and last in the Big Twelve, that's quite a drop for the Wildcats.
1: It really is. And sadly, it wasn't very surprising. Um, You could maybe argue that Iowa State or TCU should be last just because they lost a lot of players and have a lot of turnover as well. But that's really the only thing you could, that's really the only reason you could say K-State shouldn't be picked last is that other teams might be uh, slightly worse because they they finished last last season in the Big 12 standings. They lost nine players. Mike McGurl is their only senior scholarship player on the roster. So um, they do have a good recruiting class coming in. They're certainly capable of surprising and uh, not finishing 10th in the conference standings. But uh, they're going to have to earn their respect because they're starting at the bottom. And um, I guess I, w- I was slightly surprised uh, after I, I put that out there on Twitter. I, I expected to see you know some disgruntled K-State fans saying big job coaches hate us. But for the most part, it was, you know, there's nothing else to expect right now. I did see one person uh, go out of their way and say he predicted a fourth place finish from Kansas State, which, uh, if that happens, kudos to him. I, I don't see it, but um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. I think most people understand the situation right now. They've uh, they got some work to do.
0: Yeah, Bruce Weber will be coach of the year, maybe nationally, if they if they finish fourth this season. So
1: definitely. All
0: right, Kelly. it's great talking to you, and we will catch up again next week.
1: All right, thanks, Blair. Always a pleasure.
0: Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer, and as always, thanks for listening. Gary Bedour covers KU for the Star and the Wichita Eagle. Gary, how you doing today?
2: Fine, thanks. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, nice day and ready to go for the weekend.
0: Yeah and the weekend includes uh, a Kansas football game against visiting Iowa State. The cyclones are in the polls and uh, they have uh, they've had an interesting season. They lost like Kansas to a Sunbelt team in its first game. Uh, the the cyclones lost to Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, then they won three in a row, including a victory over Oklahoma. And and then uh, and then they, they're coming off a loss to Oklahoma State in a competitive game. So uh, I believe the Cyclones are a big favorite in this one, though, right? What's what's the line?
2: Yeah, I think it's 28 and a half between that and 28. Um, so they're expecting another blowout. KU's lost five games by an average of 30 points a game.
0: Gosh, wow, yeah. wow. And and maybe it's because of the way that they lost uh, in Manhattan last weekend uh, that uh, that Jeff Long, the athletic director, felt compelled to come on the radio weekly radio program and uh, preach patience with the yeah. fan base. What what did you make of what uh, of what Jeff Long said?
2: Well, it was pretty amazing because uh, you know I had heard that unlike the Bill Self show, which always has newsworthy stuff that Jeff Long's show usually does. I mean, uh, Les Miles' show usually does it, and I was about ready to not listen to it for the first time this year. And uh, <laughs> I had it on anyway in the car, and Jeff Long was on it. He spoke for eight minutes about the football yeah. program, and uh, he, it was kind of like addressed to the donors and the fans, but he said repeatedly – that they were going to do it the right way. And that means, in his eyes, to recruit high school players. He listed, you know, some of the stats about, or some of the guys that have already contributed that are young and in his fir- in Les Miles' first two recruiting classes. Um, but it, he stressed uh, patience. Uh, they've only won three games so far under Miles in a, a season and a half. And uh, he just said in the past when coaches struggle a little bit, they load up on JUCOs. He said he's communicated to Les Miles that they'll stay the course. He doesn't want that. Um, He told the chancellor that when when, uh, when the AD got hired, Jeff Long, he told the chancellor in football they were going to do it the right way. And it might take. Three, four, five years, Jeff Long said to the fans. So, uh, it was a long speech. It was pretty interesting, and um, it was your basic vote of confidence type thing. Without the coach being in trouble, you know, they're right. not gonna. The coach isn't on the hot seat, but it was it was that type of a vote of confidence speech to the fans, and you know they still need money at KU and i don't know how much the donors will give to football until they start seeing something on the field so right
0: they need to see some results yeah. or in progress
2: right and and yeah. you don't
0: you, you just don't see much of it in the you don't see the competitiveness and maybe it's because Kansas is Low on numbers and, and 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 big on inexperienced players. You you mentioned in your story this week that four true freshmen have started for the Jayhawks, including Jalen Daniels, the quarterback. And yeah. now, you know, Daniel Hinshaw Hishaw, the the backup is it he's the backup running back, right? Yeah. Um so um and, and and Prutney, Karan, I don't know if that's how he pronounces it. Is it Karan Prutney? Yeah, I think uh, it's Prunty, but Prunty? Okay. Okay, prunty. yeah, Prunty. So yeah, defensive player. So um, they are. Look, they're they're young. Their numbers are down. It is going to take a while to get this belt built back up. David Beatty did recruit junior college guys pretty heavily in his final year uh, at at KU, and Charlie Weiss did the same thing several years before him, and went out with a lot of JUCO players. And so Kansas is. You know, they they've been in through that revolving door without success. And I, I agree with Jeff Long that that recruiting, you know, having good high school classes year after year is the only way to build back the program. Yeah. The question to me becomes, are the classes good enough? Will they be, you know, in two years, in three, maybe next, in 2021, 2022, will we have enough talent and are these classes good enough to compete in, in the Big 12? Because if they're not, yeah. then – Good gosh, I don't know where Kansas football is. If 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 this doesn't work, yeah, and then uh, then I don't know what I don't know if there's any hope for for KU football.
2: Yeah, Jeff Long uh, did issue one little uh, side side addition to this. He mentioned the new transfer rule, not JUCO, but uh, starting this year, you can leave a Division One school, go to another one, and not have to sit out. So. Right. I would think Jeff Long didn't mean a wholesale addition of those guys, but maybe if the linemen, you know, are not showing any progress offensive line, which is killing them, maybe one or two there and maybe, maybe a quarterback since I know they're high on Jalen Daniels, but I, I still think there could be some competition there if they brought in a great guy, but Uh, That was interesting a little bit because he had stressed high school so much the other night that he did mention grad, not graduate transfers, but this new transfer rule. So I, I think Kansas would take maybe one, two, three of them. They didn't mention numbers, but uh, that could maybe help, help somewhere.
0: Right. And I, and I like. To think that if you're a Kansas fan, you know you I, you you you're under, you understand that you're you're not gonna <clears throat> you're not gonna get the results this year that you you you'd hoped and w- or wished for that, but you want to see some sign of progress and you want to see a competitive you know game. Maybe maybe it'll happen Saturday against Iowa State. Maybe it'll come later in the season. Who knows? But you just want to see some sign of progress, and there's just been little of that to yeah. the to happen this year. Hey, let's, let's switch it over and talk hoops. Gary, uh, the big 12 preseason poll out this week and, you know, Kansas ain't number one. Uh, interesting. And I, but I think that's, I think that's probably, uh, the, the, the national perspective as well, that, uh, that, that Baylor is yeah. the, 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 big 12 favorite. Uh, what did, what did you think of that?
2: Yeah. Okay. You got three first place votes. Baylor got the rest. So you can't vote for your own team. So Scott Drew voted for KU, I'm sure. Bill Self voted yeah, Bill for Bill Baylor. For, for Baylor. So that yeah. means two coaches still think Bill will Bill and the Jayhawks will win the league. Probably Huggins. Uh, I know <laughs> Self and Bill are really close, but um, it's interesting. Baylor with Butler coming back uh, and some other guys is yeah. it's going to be great and Baylor I believe has with this covid year has scheduled really difficult non-conference I forget who they play right now but um they play some, I know Gonzaga is one I think Gonzaga is one of them yeah, they, they that they've Gonzaga, added which now KU plays Gonzaga in the opener I guess they haven't officially announced it but things are getting switched for the season opener It was going to be Boise State in Florida. Now they're moving to Fort Myers instead of Orlando to play Gonzaga and St. Joe's, I believe. But I guess I would, you know, after just seeing KU win league all the time and last year how Baylor was off to the great start and then KU stormed past him when Baylor did indeed, what, they lose three out of four or something? I probably, being that, that I think that way, I probably would, would have voted for KU just because they, they always do it. Now, that one year they didn't after 14 in a row, but uh, on paper, Baylor, I would think for sure. Um, the league's going to be pretty tough. Everybody's saying it's going to be very tough this year. So, some I think so too. And that's with West Virginia. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, te-
0: I think te- I think Texas will be good this year. Yeah, um,
2: Greg Brown coming in.
0: Yeah, I think six or seven NCAA tournament teams. You know, if uh, for the big for the Big Twelve, like like what we've seen in their number one RPI years. Um, so we'll we'll see, but it's understandable where the the, the feeling. On KU, they lose Asabuki, Devon Dodson, you know, and um, yeah, you know, of course Marcus Garrett is back, Ochai's back. There, there's some obviously great talent coming back for, for Kansas. But um, uh, okay, okay, once in a while, I think if you're Kansas, to be you know considered the, the the hunter and not the hunted, I don't I don't imagine Bill Self will, uh, will will disagree with the, the,
2: no. the, the, the you know this poll and probably not not mind it. No, as you know, coaches like to use the the hunter hunter thing. Yeah, yeah. Is always the one on top. And this year with only fifteen hundred fans per home game, Kansas is not gonna have, you know, that kind of advantage where if they fall behind by fifteen, you know they're gonna come back in Allen Fieldhouse, but now Very few fans, same when the Jayhawks go on the road, though. But uh, that's going to be really crazy about this season. Also, if one person in Tier 1, managers, coaches, players, is positive for COVID, the teams have to sit out uh, 14 days. So everybody's thinking with the predicted spike that this could be a really bizarre season because – Fourteen days is a long time.
0: Yeah, in college basketball, basketball. it's it's four or five games. I mean, it's
2: yeah, in the Big Twelve season too. It could really cause problems. So let's just, which is going to start
0: early too, right? In the Big Twelve season, going to start like in mid December.
2: Yeah, KU has to open with Texas Tech and West Virginia. Um, That's that's you know two two toughies. I believe it's uh, Tech at Home and at West Virginia. Or it might be vice versa. It might be, yeah. But uh, in December, like you said, in mid-December. so
0: <laughs> Earlier than ever, right? Yeah. So I want to – next couple of weeks we'll, we'll get into basketball in a bigger way. And the, just the – the, the the image of 1,500 people in yeah. Allen Fieldhouse, I mean, that's crazy to me for a men's basketball game. It's one of the great venues, and not just in college basketball, but in all of sports. And just to, to see it you know, almost empty, that's going to be jolting, I think, for a yeah. lot of people. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a bigger way, Gary, uh, next week or the week after. But, uh, hey, thanks for stopping by, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks. That'll do it for today, and it wraps up the week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith, a tip of the cap to Kellis Robinette, and Gary Bedore for stopping by and talking K-State and KU sports. Their stories can be found in the show notes and on kansascity.com. Hey, we got another deal for you. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than sports coverage? I know I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news sports and business coverage that comes with the e edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. I know that's a lot of dots and dashes, and if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, just send me an email at b.kirkoff@kcstar.com, at kcstar.com and I'll get you to the right place. Whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. We'll be back on Monday to break down the Chiefs Jets game. Thanks for listening.